Radio Massasoit. You're listening to the top talk show, Pandemic Problems, where we dive deep into the world of the global pandemic and how we've had to adjust in the new dating scene socially, physically, and mentally. Radio Massasoit. Pandemic dating has forced singles into approaching different connections with their virtual dates. If you or a loved one has suffered the restrictions of COVID-19 in dating, tune in to Pandemic Problems on Radio Massasoit. Radio Massasoit, this is your host Jada on Pandemic Problems. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about dating and love and how that whole way of life has now changed because of the pandemic um i know for me personally it's been a huge change not just with dating but for school wise and you know for my job i work from home now i go to school from home like i'm in my house so much that it's really hard to meet people so i've noticed now too i know more people now more than ever who have now been on dating sites like online dating and things like that Um, like Tinder and Hinge, Bumble. I mean, there's a lot of great apps to meet people. And luckily we have those during all of this crazy life that we're now living in. Um, So I want to first get into how it's been to date during the pandemic. I have been single since the start of the pandemic. I know a lot of people have. And it's honestly been a point of just pure interest in myself and getting to know myself I feel like we've this whole quarantine thing has been really great for some people and it's been really hard for others um so I feel like for me personally it's really been a point of my life where I have now entered this state of mind where I really prioritize myself and luckily um all of all of that all of those things have started now because of the pandemic honestly um so at the start of of the pandemic it was it was rough it really was and I I feel like it was for a lot of people I the job that I was at I worked at a coffee shop (laughs) so um having to deal with my only social life really being just at my job was really hard and not very easy to adapt to I think at school you meet a lot of people and I go to Massasoit so it, it's it was good to be in a class with people. I mean, I haven't been in a class in a really long time. It's everything's pretty much out of touch, and and that's hard. And I know for a lot of people, people don't really learn that way. Um, and socially, it's definitely been a challenge. I can definitely say that. Um, it's not easy to be social at, at this point in in our lives and in the way the world is right now. Radio Massasoit, it's a little hard to online date in a pandemic when the whole goal of it is to bring people together. Don't forget, this week we talk all about how the pandemic is impacting the dating scene. Make sure to tune in to Pandemic Problems on Radio Massasoit. So I definitely think that there has been three types of love and three types of very different relationships that have been challenged since the start of this pandemic. Um, I feel like for me personally, it's been a really great time to reconnect with myself, with my family, with my friends, you know, and um, relationships like romantic relationships as well. 
Um, so I, I want to get into the first one for me. It's been a challenge this entire time for myself. Um, I think we, it's hard to love yourself and I, being alone with your thoughts in your house 24-7, nowhere to go. It's hard to to sit with yourself and to be honest with yourself because as we sit and we think we really get into how we really feel and where you want to go in life and where we're at right now what we're unhappy with so that was for me the the challenging part definitely um it, it first started out where I was working so much I worked at a coffee shop I was an essential worker. I had to be there. I was working. That's the only thing I really did where I was working constantly. I would go to work at four in the morning and I come back at around two-ish every day, every day pretty much, uh, well, Monday to Friday and sometimes on the weekends as well. So I was really filling up my time as much as possible with the only thing that I could really fill my time with. <laughs> and at the start, so like March to May, um, I was in school at the time too. I wasn't taking that many classes, so that was really easy too. I really didn't take up any of my time. So I really threw myself into my job. I had recently got out of a, of a breakup and I completely just ignored my feelings and I didn't take myself very seriously. I didn't take it very seriously. I wasn't really coming to terms with how I really and truly felt. So as I sat there and as, a, as my thoughts kind of, you know, marinated, we should say, um, I really got into how I was feeling. I started to journal. I was figuring out what, what am I doing? Why am I in school? Figure out my why with things. Why, why am I doing this job that I'm unhappy with? Why am I in this relationship where I'm unhappy with? Why am I treating my friends and family this way? Why do I not want to be involved in other things? I, don't, I didn't know what my interests were at all. And I, I feel like that's just with age. I'm 20 years old. So with age two, uh, just figuring out what, who you are on top of quarantine and social distancing and not having any like real touch and affection and with yourself with others literally not being able to touch other people staying as far away from people as possible because of the virus it was very hard and I learned to become very compassionate for myself as I started to journal more I understood myself more I understood where I was going I these things started to come to me, all of these answers where I struggled with it for a long period of time. So I got into this point where I was very much immersed into myself, where before I was immersed into things that weren't really fulfilling me. So I threw myself into myself, if that makes sense. Um, so as I started to journal and I started, as I started to ask myself my why, things started to come to me and things were becoming more and more clear. I started to understand what I was doing and why I was doing these things and where I want to go. All of these questions I was asking myself, I really took a deep reflection on myself and where I was in my life. I think that's a great thing about the pandemic and all of these things that I got the chance to just be and there wasn't really any pressure on me to figure out exactly what it is because really the whole world went on pause things weren't going as fast as they were school wasn't everything was pretty much up in the air so when things are up in the air like that you really take a look at yourself what am i doing <laughs> why am i doing this so 
I started to figure that out. I got those answers and then I started to, you know, take a deeper look on my confidence, my image, how I felt about myself. And that was really a tough journey. And I'm still on this journey. I don't think that journey ever ends. I'm still on that really of this point of forgiving myself and forgiving others to of how they how they treated me and how I treated others and situations where I could have been better and I'm definitely one of those people where I will focus so much on being better and I'll focus on that like that one situation where I'm just I could have I could have done better I could have done this and I in the in in the real grand scheme of scheme of things I was really hurting myself where I was focusing so much on things that I couldn't change. I think the pandemic really made me understand that too, where there was, there's these, you know, restrictions and these things that I have no control over. And I was forced to sit with myself and to sit with how I was feeling. And was I comfortable sitting in this uncomfortableness? Absolutely not. And it took a lot of courage out of me to come to that point. So the first type of love that I have experienced is definitely self-love and self-forgiveness and self-reflection just and all of those things where I reflected and I actually had the time to reflect on myself. I think the world literally went on pause to the point where it was hard to function in a society and a world where none of us knew how to how to function this was all new and this was all strange and you know the start of this we weren't wearing masks anywhere and now you have to wear a mask and you can't go here you can go here you can go to the grocery store and buy a thousand things and some toilet paper but you can't go out and do all of those things that bring a lot of you know a lot of um what's the word a lot of you know fulfillment when it comes to to our social lives so i'm definitely at a better place and i if i think i think if we if we didn't have that pause if we didn't have that like hold on let's just relax for a second we've got you know a huge thing on our hands it's killing a lot of people it really made me take a look at myself and be grateful for a lot of things in my life and be grateful for having a healthy family you know, just the little things. And I, I started a gratitude journal as well, where being in the state of just being grateful is just, it was very powerful for me. And I know for a lot of people as well, my sister, um, she was kind of going through some things, financial things before, and she's a nanny. So she um, was in, she was working as well. And her money was up the most it's ever been. People definitely need childcare. <laughs> Um, for essential workers, you know, like nurses, doctors, things like that, when school not happening, you definitely need the nannies, you need those people. And I think that's been a great thing for a lot of people. We took for granted those grocery workers and the coffee people. And, you know, when you go to Starbucks, you don't really think much about those people, but they're absolutely essential to our, our society. So this little pause that we've been on in this change in society I feel like it's been a really great thing for me personally when it came to self and loving self and focusing on self um it's it's been great for for a lot of people that I know my sister as I said she was struggling financially a lot and then her her money was booming um during the pandemic you know she had a lot of time to sit and reflect and think about what is what is it do I, that I truly want when it came to her career and things like that um for my mom you know 
her as well. She was kind of in that same predicament financially. She was struggling and then she works for um, a doctor's office as well. So she became essential and absolutely necessary. And this whole essential worker thing has been crazy. <laughs> like for, for identity purposes, just like crazy. And the outpour of like respect that I've seen for people who have aren't treated so great when it came to you know on the pedestal of what you know what's a good job versus a bad job and what's a minimum wage job and what people deserve I think it's been really great for those people I know it was really hard for me at being an essential worker it was very hard it was very busy people you know don't have a lot of time on their hands and now that they do they want to go get a coffee and they want to go to the grocery store and fill up their time as much as they can um, but luckily I was at the point where I could just sit and reflect and still work. I didn't struggle financially. I know a lot of people did. So I think as far as the pandemic goes, that has been one version of love I have personally experienced that has just really changed me. Looking back at the start of the pandemic in March to myself now in October, I think it's been a great thing for me and I think it's been a great thing for a lot of people to just really have the time that's the thing we live in such a fast society or we did and everything was fast-paced everything had to be you know deadlines and everything's due and we have to do this and we have to be here by a certain age this has put a pause on, on all of that and I think it's been really really a great thing it's been a positive change um that pause was absolutely necessary to my life I wouldn't change it for the world. So that is definitely one version of love I've experienced in the pandemic. Radio Massasoya, how many Zoom dates can one person go on before finding their one true social distance love? Continue listening to the best talk show, Pandemic Problems, with your host Jada on Radio Massasoit. Um, so the next version of love that I, I feel like it kind of ties into that self-love kind of um, theme is definitely romance and dating and being social and putting yourself out there. That has been a challenge and a half for me. I think online dating has now become so normal and that is just our way as a society, our way of just meeting new people and before you could just meet anybody anywhere you could go to a bar a restaurant bowling to the movies out with your friends um so i think that version of you know self-love is is pretty essential and necessary when it comes to dating too and just what you'll tolerate and the kind of person that you want into your life um i saw that (laughs) tinder hinge and bumble I've experienced a 2.2 million strike in users since the start of the pandemic. I think that's absolutely crazy and just insane to me. I think it's been, luckily that we have, you know, luckily we have online dating and that has been our form of a social life and social dating. Um, I think it's been really interesting to see the, the dates that people have come up with, the Zoom dates and how people have had to adapt to this new way of just finding love for people. Um, for me, it was, I wasn't really focused on that at the beginning of the pandemic. I, I really wasn't. <laughs> I 
was so immersed in this self-love and just getting to know what I really want. And now I think in the, mi- the middle of the pandemic, I kind of got a good idea of what it was. Um, and so I have met a few people and it was, they were good, you know, they were good to me and the dates were funny. I had a couple Zoom dates. I, you know, we went on a walk. I think we've had to now connect differently where, you know, going out and being around other people makes it easier for people to really, you know, be themselves. So having this one-on-one connection with somebody, I've noticed is it's a lot different and it's a lot intimate, uh, a lot more intimate. And um, it's been very interesting to see. Um, I've noticed that, you know, I've seen on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, a lot of people will share uh, their relationship stories um, at the start of the pandemic. I know a lot of marriages have struggled. I know I've seen that a lot where people had to reconnect with the person that they're sharing themselves with and the people that they're married to and their children and how they treat each other. I've seen it a lot change where you're forced to be with this person who you love and maybe before you know there's other you know life happens and restrictions and things like that your job takes up too much time you know your friendships take up a lot of time and the things that you hold close to you you have to make time for when you have all the time in the world now and you're with these people 24 7 you can get a little irritated (laughs) um for my parents I think that that was kind of interesting to see as well where they were my dad works a lot and my mom works a lot as well you know they they make time for each other but now being around each other 24 7 you could get annoyed you get annoyed I mean um it, it's easy to it, it's very easy and it's um very hard to now adapt to that new like okay we're we're in quarantine <laughs> and we're here and we're going to talk about this and we're, we're forced to be with each other and to spend time with each other because there's nothing else to do where else are we going to go you know um so i think this this dating this whole new dating scene has been a different way of approaching love and people are kind of getting more and more clear on what love looks like to them um, I think you can meet a lot of people. You, there's a, so many users on these and so many people you could meet. And it just, it honestly makes it, makes it a lot easier. I feel like you reach more of an audience um, with online dating and you meet people that are close to you. You can meet people a hundred miles away from you. There's so many different kinds of people and it's not really solely based off interest. It's more based off look. Um, and I think that's usually how it starts for most people where... Um, you find somebody attractive, you want to get to know them more. That's usually how that goes. But um, people get to put the best versions of themselves up. You have control over that. And I think that's cool. I think that's what it should be where people, you know, social media, just in general, you are always putting the best version of yourself out there. Nobody ever posts pictures of them, you know, in their worst state or crying or just showing any, you know, anything that's negative really out there. On Instagram, you know, you put your best selfie and you put your best vacation and you post a picture of your best body and you make it seem like it's just you're living the life. That doesn't always mean that's the case. So seeing what people have put as their best 
selves and their best versions of themselves out there and then you go to meet them sometimes that's not always the case with the pandemic people having that control over what version they can put out there I think that it's really important and I feel like it's really empowering for people and I feel like for me like my confidence definitely goes up where like people are always going to see like the best version of myself I think this is how people are but um yeah so dating has been interesting to see it's been a different way a different approach to love and a, a different approach to how we see these things so loving somebody and being in a relationship with somebody during all this and you know struggling maybe in like your marriage or a relationship your boyfriend or girlfriend um your partner um for a lot of different people and a lot of different relationships i feel like people have kind of related over the same thing and as much as we hate the pandemic and as much as we hate the social distancing and the quarantine it's weirdly brought people together and people are able to relate i feel like i know a lot of people who have experienced the same things as me and experienced that same like anxiety I guess you could say over dating and it's always you know you always get anxiety about it but um for me I feel like it it definitely has brought people together and made people feel like they're not alone when it comes to these things especially in relationships that's a hard dynamic to understand sometimes and having the people there for you it's really really confusing and conflicting and hard and it it, and you know what it could be really great too (laughs) and it could be really um great in the sense that it brings your you and your partner back together or before I've seen a lot of couples as well with my friends and and co-workers and things like that um where it has brought couples back together and it has brought time and a pause and just a state of where we could just make time for each other we have all the time in the world now and we can reconnect and you know love again and be well not again but (laughs) love and like there's no other pressures really we're home we have to find something to do we have to reconnect and be and I think that's just been another part of that you know that pause I was talking about before where that pause has been really great and really empowering and inspiring and really necessary to the relationships that we create with ourselves with others you know all of that is really important. So the second type of love that I have experienced during this pandemic has definitely been interesting to see, but necessary to my life and to others and to reconnect people. And I think that's really beautiful. Speeding continues to be the number one cited driver-related factor in fatal highway crashes according to the Bureau of Transportation. It takes the lives of approximately 1.3 million people each year. It is estimated that teens are more likely to speed than older drivers. Speeding kills, speeding is costly, and it can be avoided. Speed limits are not suggestions, they are to be followed. Drive safely and responsibly as it can impact your life the same way it has for millions of other people and their families. Don't speed. This public service announcement is brought to you by the broadcast writing and presentation class of Radio Massasoit.
Radio Massasoit. Pandemic dating has forced singles into approaching different connections with their virtual dates. If you or a loved one has suffered the restrictions of COVID-19 in dating, tune in to Pandemic Problems on Radio Massasoit. I feel like it's been very family-oriented, this pandemic, and it's been a great way to reconnect with the people who we love and the people we have grown up with and our friendships and things in that nature so personally it's been pretty good for me and my family honestly we found a lot of things to do it brought us back to how things should be and the relationships we should be having with our family and friends and how that whole dynamic has changed and how we've had we've had the time for each other we played a lot of board games I know we played uno and that was you know a little a couple fights over that but uh, we would drive into Boston and there was this one bakery that was open and we'd just get bread and we'd walk around and just be outside and that was really good for all of us where we've now it's hard to uh, my sister doesn't live with us and uh, it's just me my my younger sister and my parents and that was really great for us where we've all had the time to just enjoy each other and um be very grateful for the time that we have now with each other which has just been so good for us honestly it's been really interesting to see where the things that we've come up with to do and the things that we've created and what we've done together I think we've reflected a lot in just life as well I personally have lost my grandfather due to covid and that was really hard for us as well. The funeral, you know, you had to social distance, wear a mask, and it's really hard to cry wearing a mask <laughs> and be in a church and, you know, be in that way. Funerals have definitely been really hard to mourn people the right way because of all of this. You know, you want to hug your, your family members that you haven't been able to see. You want to be able to be supportive and affectionate with them and that has been so so challenging for all of us where we haven't been having the time or not the time where or just like the the ability because of the, the restrictions you know this whole virus that's definitely a downside to all of this where we've just we the social distancing it has to happen with the people that we love and you know with my grandmother she's 81 now and she you know is compromised and she can't be really exposed to these things because you know how that goes so um that was really hard where you just want to hug the people that you love and you want to be there and you want to you know be at her house and (laughs) the the best form of that has been facetiming and zoom calls and things in that way and with with my friends too that was really really challenging where i wouldn't really see them at all and the best it got was, you know, texting and trying to keep in, t- in contact as much as possible. And now when, you know, restrictions are lifting a little bit, I want to be around them all the time, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was really, really challenging. And that was something that kind of set me back um, with finding myself and trying to mourn somebody who I lost because of this and wanting to hug my my grandmother and wanting to be there and be supportive and just loving and 
our versions of you know like this whole podcast is about is how that has changed and how we've had to find ways to show that we're supportive and my words have you know I've had to say it I've had to put into words just how much I'm grateful for these people and it's, it's harder to show by your actions because you can't hug them <laughs> so that was really hard and and like I was saying before where we would go into Boston and get bread and just walk around it was nice to see a lot of people just walking around and I saw like older couples holding hands and just like going for a walk and that's really all you can do but it is nice to see that family oriented aspect where people are you never really see that in Boston just people just enjoying themselves just walking in such a high you know a fast-paced city it's you don't really see just people taking a walk and strolling and just you know this whole like slow down um theme of this virus and this pandemic and the social distancing and the quarantining it was nice to see people come together and families come together and people resolve things and people just be more open to just being (laughs) Uh, I think in in Boston and and honestly in the state in general, it's very fast paced. Everything is very quick, and things are done quick, and we are talk quick. We do everything quick, so it's been a change. It's been not a bad change. I think it's a very positive change, but it has been a change, and I think people have had to adapt. And I think people have adapted really well. Uh, with the support of others, with the support of people we, you know, online and social media and just people being able to relate when it comes to their families, their self-love journey, their romantic, um, their their romance and their romantic relationships. And I think that's just been really great for people. Um, one thing I can say, just this reconnection, this this theme of reconnecting and finding yourself and finding your loved ones and finding where you want to go this pause this stop and just think just stop and relax has been really great and really life-changing and absolutely necessary for the way things have gone um I think even with like the protests and things like that just those things where people are just coming together and these instances that are happening where people are just so fed up and they're just like oh things need to change and they do and there people are enough people are coming together where these things can change and it's important and necessary and we all have to be there for one another we all have to just be and understand that this isn't you know we have to love one another and support one another and support good causes and things that are important to so many people and people should be treated equally and you know all of that it's just been a lot has happened since March 2020 and the year isn't even over and we're still in this so this whole long period of time where we've just had to stop and think and reconnect and take a breath it's important and necessary and I really really appreciate it it's been life-changing for me and it's been life-changing for a lot of people that I know and love and being able to sit and talk about that is just so good for all of us where we could just really appreciate our lives now compared to when this whole thing started 
the pandemic has really, you know, been a, a change and it's been really hard for a lot of people and it's been really great for a lot of people, but there's people everywhere that everywhere that could connect and relate and I think that's important and it's how the world should be and I think we're getting back to the core values of people and how we're supposed to be how we're supposed to be connected as a society as you know a race as people in general so it's just been really great it's been a necessary change and I wouldn't change it for the world it it was it's been really for me it's been great so I hope that it is for a lot of people and I think people who listen to this I hope that you can relate as well where it doesn't have to be the negatives of the pandemic it doesn't have to be there's a lot of great things that came out of this and there's a lot of terrible things that have come out of this so I think a lot of people can relate to that where but I also think that that's it's life even though with the restrictions and all of those other things have made it 10 times as hard to just accept that this is life this is our lives right now <laughs> so being grateful and understanding of where this is coming from and where we are right now I think we have to keep moving forward for this virus to stop and for the you know the way of the world that the way it is right now I think it, we need to get to that point where this is better because I feel like there's been a lot of change and we have to get to the point where it's better in every way Thank you so much for listening. This is Jada on Pandemic Problems from Radio Massasoit. Thanks for tuning in. Speeding continues to be the number one cited driver-related factor in fatal highway crashes according to the Bureau of Transportation. It takes the lives of approximately 1.3 million people each year. It is estimated that teens are more likely to speed than older drivers. Speeding kills, speeding is costly, and it can be avoided. Speed limits are not suggestions, they are to be followed. Drive safely and responsibly as it can impact your life the same way it has for millions of other people and their families. Don't speed. This public service announcement is brought to you by the broadcast writing and presentation class of Radio Massasoit. There are currently 3,500 families that are homeless in Massachusetts alone. If you or loved one have lost your job or are facing homelessness, please contact Father Bills in Mainspring, a 24-hour shelter taking in people impacted by the losses caused by the pandemic. They offer helpful resources like a place to stay, food, medical help, and even services that help you find a job, all free of charge. This shelter will get you back onto your feet and set you up for stability. As the winter approaches, please reach out to them for help. They are located in Brockton and Quincy, Massachusetts. Call 508-587-5441 for the Brockton location or 617-770-3314 for the Quincy location. You can visit their website at help 
fbms.org. The help is ready and available. Please consider reaching out. Message brought to you by Jada, host of Pandemic Problems on Radio Massasoit, where we talk about how the pandemic has impacted society socially, physically, and economically. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) Hold on. I got to think about it. Oh, my God. Ew. Can't pause it? No, I can. No, I can't pause it, but, like, I'll just cut it out because I have to edit it anyway. Um... I just am embarrassed. <laughs> Literally me. I'm like, oh, she wanted me to talk. I don't <laughs> well, it's like an interview, like, man on the street, you know, like on the radio. No. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. Shit. Uh, bitch, see, a fucking 40 seconds already went by <laughs> over nothing. All right. Ew, I just don't want to say, oh, hey, this is your host, Jada. With my best friend, Sobeta, and we're going to talk about self-confidence. Pause. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> oh, I was supposed to say hi? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. Sure. Hi! No, Target, say hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Sobeta. Hey, I'm Um. Uh, okay, what does... uh? Oh, fuck, I gotta try that again. Oh my gosh! I'm going to cut it out. It's okay. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Hold up. All right. Can she shut up? Like, shit. She's always... It's not a good time. That's self-confidence right there. Is it? She loves her laugh. It could be loud. All right, whatever. Okay, what does self-confidence mean to you? Self-confidence to me means just to love yourself. And what does loving yourself look like? Taking care of yourself. We should try this again. <laughs> no, no, it's not you because there's too many pauses and I'm thinking, like, how am I going to edit that? <laughs> that would be mad choppy. Okay. Just say, like, loving yourself and then, like, how do you love yourself? Um, oh, not yet. I'm just saying. I'm Think thinking, about it. Okay. How do I love myself? Google it. <laughs> <laughs> really, though. Really, though. love yourself have fun by yourself travel once a year forgive yourself for your mistakes surprise yourself start a journal give yourself a break learn how to love yourself by saying no to others yeah that's true all right say that again do you know what you're gonna say no but just expand just talk as much as you can no i'm gonna i'm gonna conversate but just talk as much as you can don't say yeah i love myself (laughs) <laughs> like how like I love myself by doing this 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 and this I feel like it's really helped me oh Jada that's too much talking I told you you need to talk it's for a grade and no one important is gonna hear this so but I never know what to say you know what to say okay ready okay. <laughs> what does self-confidence mean to you to me self-confidence means to love yourself and how do you do that like what does that look like for you Um, okay, no, I forgot. No, it's okay, go ahead. Um, 
What does self-confidence mean to you? To love yourself. And how? What is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, we're off. I'm sorry. You're I'm being just, way I'm too calculated. Kidding. Just look at me, and I, I'm not recording anything. We're just talking about self-confidence friends, okay? But I don't you know how. You do know how. You know how. Be doing you talk about how you date yourself. You always say that you date yourself, and it helped a lot. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. What does self-confidence mean to you? To love yourself. And what does that look like? What do you do? I basically just take care of myself. When you feel good, you look good. You take yourself to go do your nails. You go to the mall. Yeah. You spend more time with yourself. And how has that improved you? Like, where were you at first when you realized that you needed to work on your self-confidence? Like, what was it? Was it, like, something external or something, like, just inside of you where you didn't feel your best? When you're not taking care of yourself, you just feel extremely low. Like, yeah, it feels like life is just passing you by and there's nothing that you could do. Mm. And I feel like, for me personally... You're you're not really taught how to like take care. Of, well, like on the on the outside, you're taught you know like take a shower, brush your teeth in the morning. But like internally, it it's different. I feel like, and we're never really taught that. There should be a class on that, like in school. I feel like, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna edit it out. That's fine. It's fine. What does self confidence look like to you? Um. For me, it's just, like, listening to myself and listening, like, not even just how I feel, but just knowing when, like, my body or my mind just can't take more of something. As I feel like I've been in a lot of situations where I was forced (laughs) to, like, switch things and just, like, how I felt in certain situations has always been, like, a really good indicator for me on what needs to change. So, as far as self-confidence goes, I feel like we, a lot of people will search for it in other people, like other people to make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just think that's not, it's like, one, just like a really rocky foundation. Because people come and go. And when you're internally working on yourself, or just having confidence just within yourself and knowing yourself, it's... A more solid foundation because you're not going anywhere you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you're just always with yourself mm-hmm. so you can build more off that you know more opportunities can come to you and you can take those things on with like a different perspective um so yeah next question <laughs> it's what have you done to improve your self-confidence no. to improve my self-confidence wait hold on then. Oh. let me ask it it's okay. You don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. You literally act like you hate yourself and like <laughs> just be like dirty bitch. <laughs> I can't even swim. I just never know. Ready? I didn't come up with an answer. I'll just figure it out. You're just talking to me. Like, okay. I'm asking you for advice. Think of it like that. Huh? Okay. <laughs> okay. What have you done to improve your self confidence? 
to improve my self-confidence, I started, like, being more clear with myself. I started lying to myself. <laughs> I also had set, I created boundaries with other people. Mm-hmm. I didn't let people walk all over me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's good. Next, come on, louder. Um, I started eating right. I started actually going to the gym. Um, I take pride in myself now, and I no longer do things for other people. Mm-hmm. Like not in that way. Like I don't do things for myself with other people in the back of my mind. Like I just do stuff because I want to do it, not because anybody influenced me to do it. Or nothing like that. I just do it because I feel like it. Mm. And there's like a certain level of freedom to that too. And depending on the situation that you're in, like, you know, if you're a mom, you have to always have that in the back of your head, like how your kids would be. Mm -hmm. But being young and like really only your responsibility is like work and school. (laughs) um, I feel like it's a lot easier to work on yourself in those years. I mean, you always should be, but... It is a lot easier, at least for me, to... I don't have to worry about other people, really. Well, I do, but, like... <laughs> You're able to be selfish with your time. Yeah, I can be selfish, and I don't have to answer to anybody. Or, you know, I can, like, live my life and test the waters with different ways of living. And just literally trial and error, just seeing what works. Um, So that has helped me, but I can relate to that about, like, working out, mm-hmm. eating right. It does change... How you feel. I think it's like a scientifically like proven thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, what else can I say to make this a little longer? I also cut out people that weren't good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People that would talk negative to me. You gotta say that now, <laughs> bro. I gotta, I, how am I gonna take out bitch? Come on. Like, come on, bro. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were getting ready to fix your lips to say something. (laughs) I'm waiting on you. Mm -hmm. I saw a quote recently that said, you know how when you can't find your keys Mm -hmm. and, like, you're searching everywhere, like, everywhere, all of these, like, outside places the whole time it was in your pocket and they like relate that back to like self-confidence how it really is just in your back pocket like you like you search everywhere else all these like external places for Mm -hmm. people to fulfill you but the whole time it's already it's already on you like we all have that it's just we all have yeah it's just and honestly like external situations can always just hinder your self-confidence you may not feel great in your job in your relationships, school, like, whatever it is, there's a lot of pressure just being alive today. <laughs> and, like, just even the political climate, mm-hmm. society in general, being a woman, being a black woman is mm-hmm. not easy. And even just knowing, like, there's a lot of people out there who don't like me just because of something I can't control. You have to look at it a lot differently when you're black, I feel like. And not even to to make this into, like, a race thing, but self-confidence looks different for a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
even just being mixed too, like with my mom and stuff, she doesn't have to worry about that. She's white. She doesn't have to worry really about people not liking her because she's of her, her skin color. She's judged on her character and with like being black, coming off as black. Like I can't mm-hmm. pass for a white woman. <laughs> um, and just having to deal with that like different way of life, it is hard. And you have to work ten times as harder just to be accepted. Accepted, yeah. In in every way. Like stuff will come up at work, like relationships, you don't always know if like mm-hmm. preferences and stuff. Which is I don't agree with, but <laughs> um but yeah, there's just a lot that goes into self confidence. But just taking care of you and prioritizing you, I always feel like is just a a great way to start. But it's mm-hmm. a lifelong thing. That you're not gonna be like, okay, I've I've achieved self confidence. Like there there are gonna be things that test you, and it's really about how you act within those situations, um, and it also just makes you better too. But to lay like the foundations of just eating right working out, creating boundaries with people, and cutting out the people who really just don't fulfill you, you know? Yeah. Or they just don't, not even fulfill, honestly. I, like, it's you shouldn't be looking for other people to fulfill you, but who really just don't add to, your, like, your greatness, mm-hmm. you know? They don't add value to your life. No, not at all. And it's important. Value is important to me. should be to everybody, you know? Because um, if you just accept anything people will do anything and that's a scary place to be um so yeah anything else to add (laughs) how long was that (laughs) it has to be four minutes long bro how long was it this is 13 and we flipped around for a good like seven (laughs) (laughs) i really hope this will be four minutes uh what else can i say Maybe talk about like a personal experience, like something that made you something that I do? Something that made you realize like or just like tested you. Um, something that t- tested my self confidence. What tested my self confidence? I'll ask. Not you're gonna ask me? Yeah, I'll ask and then Yeah, I'm not I'm asking myself. Okay. <laughs> My mom, like, she, she, put, like, she, she don't put us against each other, but, like, she, like, you could tell which kid in her head, like, got it all together. She'd be like, but they're all old, so I guess it don't count. And your relationship? It's literally to my relationship, like, I lured him. Oh, I mean. <laughs> it actually used to bug me. It actually used to bug me when Jordan would, like, it. it's so stupid. Like, I know it's nothing serious, but, like, when he, when he would like, like, girls' pictures and they're, like, half naked, mm-hmm. like, like, legit, like, just bra and underwear. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have that? <laughs> <laughs> Do better. Um, what else? Maybe just feeling threatened and... Like if you if you just liking anything like, who's to say like you won't just up and go, whenever okay, you I feel think like I know how you can word this. Um, just be like. I think being tested in a relationship too, is hard. When, 
you're not in a good place self-confidence-wise and you really value what somebody says or thinks of you and they, like, look elsewhere, that tests you. Huh? I won't remember. To say when a boy looks elsewhere or when you're a boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. when he looks elsewhere, it's a test to you and how you feel about yourself. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what has tested you self-confidence-wise? Something that has tested me is that, or was that, um, my boyfriend's off. It's okay. Um, when my boyfriend looks like to other girls, like this is this is stupid, but on Instagram when girls are posting like half naked pictures and he's just liking them, mm-hmm. it like does something to me. Or well, it used to do something to me. Like it used to really bug me because, like, if you're liking that, like, what's so wrong with me that you don't just like me? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like. Not having confidence in yourself just has you doubting yourself in your relationship. Like, that could have ended me and he didn't even care about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to capitalize off that, though, I think it's so easy to feel really low with yourself. Social media is just... Everyone's always happy on social media. No one's going to post a picture of them crying, having a mental breakdown, ever. Like, it's just not going to happen. So we always see the best versions of people so it's so misleading that you just think everyone's out there living their best life meanwhile you feel horrible about yourself and just everything's horrible and you don't want to live <laughs> like so i think taking a break from social media is never a bad thing because when you're constantly like surrounding yourself with people who look like because look it doesn't that doesn't always mean that's the case with people who are always just on go traveling in the best relationship have the best friends great relationship with their families and it looks like all of that and so many people love them they have tons of likes and comments and it just looks like they're just so loved it's so hard to differentiate reality from social media because social media is not always true Mm -hmm. um that was really hard for me I used to always compare myself to people all the time when they look like they're having the time of their lives. And I just felt like so low because I didn't have the biggest friend group. I didn't have a boyfriend. I wasn't at the top school. And, you know, I have a good job now. But at the time, I didn't. Um, so that was a test for me personally. Just not even, not like with the boyfriend thing. But mm-hmm. that is very common with people. Um, but... Damn. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna get to. Uh, I had to burp. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was gonna say. What? So another thing, big thing for me, self-confidence wise was not to compare yourself to other people because no one is going to be at the same exact place on the same healing journey 
And mm-hmm. healing is just not linear and self-confidence is not linear. You're going to have days where you're just like, I can't even look at myself in the mirror. And then there are going to be days where like, I love everything about me. But <laughs> I think you have to be, you have to be the only solid person to love yourself. And loving yourself isn't always what liking yourself. You could not like that you have an attitude problem and your hair gets really frizzy you don't have to like those things but it is about loving your true character Mm -hmm. and your value Mm -hmm. and once you do you'll attract more people like that but it does start with confidence and loving yourself or accepting yourself too and just understanding that you have to start somewhere it's important yeah okay i'm gonna end it um actually i don't have to end it now Hello everyone and welcome back to A Virgo's View with your host Jada. Today I'll be interviewing my best friend on self-confidence. We're going to go in depth on how to achieve it and our own personal experiences with it. I chose to have her on here because she's just been a really great mentor for me and a great example of what self-confidence really is and how to embody it, especially being a woman in America today. She's always been so confident in herself and so she's always been so confident in herself that it's just been so admirable for me and having to see that as a great example has been really great for me and I, so I chose her to have her on here because I feel like she's just her story is really great and her tips are really great and it's really helped me so I want to help other people through her so welcome how are you this is my best friend thank you for listening to this episode of a Virgo's view with your host Jada tune in next time Welcome back to A Virgo's View with your host Jada, a college student with a passion for becoming and encouraging others to be better people. Today we will be talking about meditation and how it can impact our lives if you implement this step into your daily routine. Continue listening to A Virgo's View to get the best insight into this self-help method. So meditation is an ancient process designed to separate mind from body. The literal definition of meditation from Google is to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting for religious or spiritual purposes or as a method of relaxation. Um, And so the earliest record of meditation actually dates back to 1500 BCE um, and it's found in the first forms of the religion Hindu in India. Uh, So when we think of meditation, we think of a monk, usually, sitting crisscross on top of a mountain, sitting completely still, completely quiet. You know, they look like statues. And so although this is a stereotype, it's actually a very common practice found in the origins of Buddhism. Um, It has a deep-rooted history and many benefits that have proven to observe the mind, body, and soul, and just to connect back together in stronger ways. So the history is of it is it's pretty cool and it's super informative and there's a lot that goes into it and it's been proven to do wonders for people who struggle with anxiety, depression and things like that. So meditation and just the history of it it's worth looking into. That was just a little bit of background information on it, but it is really a helpful tool to implement into your daily life. 
So a common mistake when it comes to meditation is just putting this huge pressure on ourselves to not think anything, not think a single thought. Um, And that's not really what meditation is. It's more to sit and observe what comes to your mind. And this really gives you the opportunity to grow and to understand yourself and to know yourself better. Um, So in order to grow and connect with ourselves, we just have to sit in a safe and and quiet environment wherever you can. And this doesn't have to be for a very long time. Uh, Meditating allows us to just fully relax our minds as the stresses of daily life keeps our mind racing for hours. I know personally for me, it definitely does. And I'm a person with a lot of anxiety towards a lot of different things in a lot of different areas of my life. Um, So this has been a great thing for me to just sit and be quiet. <laughs> and you know, like as adults, we don't really have quiet time, especially as a young person. I'm in school, I work full time, my life is very busy. So taking time and scheduling time for myself to just sit and be and observe has been so, so helpful. Um, and I've also found meditating with the intention of just relaxing and letting go of all of my fears or worries. It's been a really groundbreaking process for me. So just Sitting down, if you can, um, just sit down and observe. And it's a personal experience, and it's okay to start small. You'll probably get headaches. I know I did. I was bored, and I would fall asleep sometimes. Um, so it's that's okay. Just to sit quietly, start small, even if it's just for five minutes a day, and you're just sitting and closing your eyes. Breathe, breathe deeply as much as you can. Um, And you can do this whenever, while you're driving, eating dinner, before you sleep, taking a shower, anything. I do this for me in the shower just because that's my quiet time. (laughs) Um, And as I've gotten to do it more, it has taken a lot for me to get to the point where I can now meditate for 20, 30 minutes. And I started out with just two minutes. And then every day I would go for a minute longer and I started to want to do it longer more. Um, so just, if you can take three big, deep breaths, just say to yourself or think it, whatever, if you're not in the position to say it out loud, I would say I release all worries and fears and I trust the process. So adding in, in like, this is like an affirmation. You could choose your affirmation, say that before you do this, before you start to meditate. And I did this every day for five minutes for two weeks straight. Uh, And then every day I found myself wanting to just quiet my mind for a longer amount of time so I would just sit and take a deep breath be intentional with what you're doing and know that this is a process that could really help you Um, and this has shown up in my life I could approach my goals and just daily life with a different state of mind that allowed me to manifest and put a lot of great things back into the world If you stick with daily meditation and just take care of your mind as we do with our bodies you know we're taught to drink water, you know, eat right, exercise. This is a really great exercise to do for your mind. We don't take care of our minds as we are taught to with our bodies. I promise you, you will see results show up in all areas of your life. It can be overwhelming, and as people, we take on a lot of responsibilities that can sometimes make make us feel like you're alone, and you're not. (laughs) And if you connect with yourself you're never going to feel alone you may feel lonely but being alone you're never alone in this process and this is just a great way just to boost yourself and to affirm yourself and to uplift yourself 
So if you've been looking for outside validation or struggling with a negative mindset, finding it hard to be grateful for the opportunity of life that we're given, it's a perfect way to bring yourself back down to earth and find meaning in this life. And I know it's hard and finding our purpose can be really hard, but this is honestly a really great way that has helped me personally to connect and find myself and find meaning. I am your host Jada and I thank you so much for listening to my podcast A Virgo's View where we discuss connecting back with ourselves through the power of meditation. It has been a pleasure to talk about this with all of you and I really hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks.